Hey, I'm Jared. And I'm Sam. And this is Culture Culture Catch-Up. Each week, one of us introduces the other to a piece of culture they missed out on. You can subscribe to Culture Catch-Up wherever podcasts are available, follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at CatchUpCulture, and leave us a review, and we'll send you surprise fun mail. I love fun mail. Fun mail's great. You know, we don't get enough of it. Right. We yeah. always just get. We yeah, always guys, gotta check our. We don't get enough fun mail. <laughs> we go to check our mailbox every day after, after work, and uh, it's are usually, any of you our friends? It's usually nothing. Send us some fun mail, damn it! <laughs> but for today's culture catch up, I'll be catching Sam up on ET, e. the extraterrestrial. The extraterrestrial. I didn't know it had a subtitle. Yeah, Sorry. I, I, I just I, thought it was called. I e. honestly forget about that too, and I just noticed it when I was looking it up on on the old Oops. IMDb. So yeah, it's actually full title ET, the extraterrestrial. But I mean, who calls it that? Everybody just calls it ET. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was back there. So, yeah. oops. But this is a good one because this is one that's you know, I probably watched three or four times growing up as a kid, and then went. I mean, it's been years i don't even know how long since i've seen it the last time and so it's it'll be a fun one i think for me to revisit as well as you getting to see it and especially during this halloween season that's true even though you could say this is part two of our halloween series yes it is because even though while this i I don't know i think this is a pretty solid halloween movie because a lot of the events of the the movie actually take place on or around the day of halloween but it's not like oh i didn't think i even realized that oh really so yeah but it's not one that's necessarily it just it's, it's about not spooky. a it's kind of like an alien monster thing which yeah, makes it feel halloween. Exactly. When um we don't really do the whole horror game because no. I don't like horror at all. I mean to a high high degree I don't like horror. I won't watch it because right. I have bad enough nightmares in normal life. I don't need <laughs> horror movies to to um give me worse nightmares or more nightmares. So because when you don't watch horror there's only so many halloween movies you can watch. Yeah, and I mean it's kind of same for me like I always have plans of when it gets to be around the Halloween season of watching a bunch of like horror movies and stuff like that to get like caught up. But then I never do. Like, yeah, because you're married to me. <laughs> what was the one movie that you were watching? The only movie that like really scared you that freaked you out in the middle of it. And you oh, stopped it was watching because it. I was watching it, it, it at, was at night, night and I was watching it. In bed, so like the whole house was completely dark. Also, I think I wasn't here. No, nah, you were. You were I was here. out of town. No, I'm pretty sure you were here. You just sleep next to me. So I couldn't be like, Sam, oh, Sam, 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 Sam. and what movie was that? It's called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. It was real. It was pretty freaky. It was it was pretty scary. I'm not gonna lie. I love that story. It's fine. You know, horror movies. That's the point. They're supposed to be scary. They're supposed to make you jump. That one gave me just a few too many jitters. So I just uh you know didn't feel like finishing it. I did go back and finish it just the next day in the middle in daylight. So I just have uh, too many (laughs) terrible, terrifying memories of Jason. So I can't do horror. Yeah, and I I I actually haven't seen those. I'm I'm curious. I haven't. I don't know that I've seen it either. I want to watch actually the horror. I will say. We're going on wild tangents here, everybody, but just strap in. It's what the show's about. Uh, I do want to, this year, I am going to watch The Thing, the original Thing movie. I want to watch that one really bad. Okay. And I would watch Halloween and maybe Friday the 13th. I've seen like enough of Halloween, like probably I will not watch Halloween. Halloween again. That's the kind of shit that, no, no. Yeah. That See, will really mind, give me nightmares. I don't mind watching horror movies that are like uh, monsters vampire that kind of thing zombie stuff like that because back in my mind i'm like there's no way this could happen <laughs> home intruder ish ones i'm kind of more like um that hits a little close too real. oh especially because i was robbed once yeah did you forget that's oh, yeah. what i thought you meant maybe that's why <laughs> 
But anyway, so E.T. the Extraterrestrial was released in 1982 and directed by Steven Spielberg. Stars Henry Thomas in his very first role because he's a kid. Also Drew like Barrymore. only role, right? Didn't he not do much, really? He didn't really do a whole lot. Although they did actually last year, I want to say, Google made a commercial and they brought him back. It's like he's reading a story to his kids and like E.T. comes and like visits their home or something uh, like that. Yeah. So it was like a fun little like reunion commercial. Sure. It was pretty fun. Everybody loves those. That's uh, very in right now. Oh, yeah. Drew Barrymore. Of course. And Peter Coyote, who I have no idea who that is. <laughs> you haven't seen him in like a million things? Peter Co- I mean, if I did, I would have no idea that like, oh, yeah, that's this guy from Oh, e. I think you should probably look at his IMDb. I okay. feel like he's in a lot. You don't have to right now, but yeah, I'll I'll do that. I, in my own research. I feel a like later he's in a lot of things. But yeah, I just like I saw. I was looking at this notes, and I was just like, I I can't put a face to that name. But the IMDb description is: a troubled child summons the courage to help a friendly alien escape Earth and return to his home world. Oh, that's and we not do adorable. have some fast facts, but they're a little spoilery. So we're going to save those till after we do our watch. Sure. I'm sure there's a lot of interesting things about this, actually. Well, because this is one of even Drew Barrymore's first movies, right? Because she oh, had to be her first. She's what? like six or something. Yeah, she's very small. Let me. She's very little in this movie. Let me. I'm just doing a quick check on her. This came out in 82. 82. So, yeah, it is. It's actually her fourth credit. Damn. Uh, she was in two TV movies and the movie Altered States. Before this, before E.T. What year is she born? She was born in 1975. Oh, okay. So she's actually seven by the time this came out. Yeah, but still. Five, I mean, that, six when they were Pretty little. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And also, though, quick Drew Barrymore side note for horror fans. Watch Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix. Oh, yeah. That's kind three of episode, horror-ish. Three season show. Very funny, like zombie comedy movie, uh, show. Very fun. Highly recommend. I will uh, say Jarrett enjoyed it more than I did, but I did love that cute little teen kid in it. I love that guy. Skyler. He's so, so cute and so funny. Like he saved the whole, actually the teenagers well, saved the whole and, show uh, for me. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Who we both love. Yeah. It was good. It just wasn't my favorite. I think it was a very fun show. So check that one out if you're feeling like it. But so Sam, why have you not seen E.T. the Extraterrestrial? Because in my head growing up, like this is a movie that everybody saw. Honestly, I don't know. And it might be one that we did watch in mm-hmm. my childhood, and I, but I don't remember it, it at all. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't remember seeing it at all. I do know everything there is to know about it because I'm a pop culture fiend. And, and it's one that like has several references that are still oh, yeah. very popular today. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you can't go anywhere without hearing, you know, especially like E.T. Phone Home. Yeah. Ouch. I know like about that. the Reese's Pieces. Reese's I know. Pieces, yeah. 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 This movie, this I, know movie, the I movie. remember watching it. I was like, I want to try that candy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this wasn't one y'all watched a lot. Um, I, It was one we watched it. I remember more when I was younger, I feel like. And then later on, we just maybe because we it just kind of ran its course, I guess. But we watched, I want to say like three or four times growing up. And then, yeah, I haven't watched it for years since then. But uh, it was it was one that I always remembered enjoying. So I'm kind of curious, too, to see if this is going to be one that holds up for me or not. Because I think it's one, too, that I think you'll appreciate its charm. Hopefully. Because it's got, I know, hopefully this isn't an Indiana Jones situation <laughs> again. But I can't go two for two. But I, I do think that it has, it's a very sweet movie. It's a very like fun movie at, at parts and everything. And then obviously has some like good emotional scenes and everything in it too. So I just think it's a really good solid family, family film that, you know, has a tendency to want to pull at the old heart, heartstrings every once in a while. And y'all watched it enough that you remember it pretty well. Mm, I remember scenes. 
there are like key scenes I, I remember and like uh, like the around the finale of the movie uh, and stuff like that. But I think there's probably some good chunks in the middle that I'm probably forgetting. Well, then it'll be fun to go back and rewatch. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be a good one that I think is going to be a nice allow for a nice refresher for the both of us. So, I mean, I think without further ado, then let's do it. Let's watch some E.T. the extraterrestrial. Yay. E.T. has phoned home. <laughs> And, and back with his people. And is home. And is home. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what'd you think? I really loved it. Oh, man. Okay. See, I wasn't expecting that really. A lot. I wasn't really either, honestly. <laughs> 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 I thought it was going to be another uh, nostalgia plays a big role. And if you haven't seen it as a kid, you're not going to. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. But, but it was did. so cute. I loved it so much. It really is. It it. That factor, I guess, hit a little bit more with me this time. The just like the cuteness and like the sweetness of the relationship. But you know, as a kid, I think I enjoyed it more because it's an alien. Yeah. You know, and the and the fun like chase scenes, and of course like the funny scenes that happened throughout too. But you know, coming back now as an adult, like yeah, their relationship and just the sweet, like you said, the sweetness of it is just was really strong. So it it held up for you as well. Yeah, I think I was still kind of like kind of half you know halfway through it i think i kind of was was getting like it did feel a little slow at times but overall though i still really liked it it was still pretty good for me yeah i really liked it i would definitely rewatch it we can i would definitely add it to our uh we can add it to our halloween lineup if nice feel like i would rewatch it every year for sure and it's one that i think will be definitely fun to introduce to kids and stuff yeah because it is is like it has a lot of appeal for that because like yes et is a very fun character uh, there's a lot of funny stuff that happens, especially like, yeah, you know, it was pretty cute. like when Gertie, bless, bless you, you <laughs> when Gertie, the little sister uh, dresses him up in like, it puts like a big wig on him and funny yeah. hat and vest and stuff like that. There's lots of little moments throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But what, what really stood out to you then? What were the things about it that really attracted you to this movie? Well, about halfway through, I wasn't so again, it's that halfway point always gets me. I wasn't so sure I was going to end up loving it all that much. I think that was the first time I commented like out loud to you as we watched it, that the kid acting wasn't as impressive as I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what it's known for, that these really young actors did so well. And I just kind of thought that they were a little, I don't know. It just wasn't that impressive. His reactions, Elliot's reactions always seemed to be just like him yelling or screaming yeah. or like laughing incredibly loud. Yeah. So it'd be these like really <laughs> tiny moments where he would be, you know, or not tiny moments, but quiet moments and something would happen and he would just be like, ha ha. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, it's like, Oh God. Well, it's even jarring. His, what you were just talking about, Gertie, when Gertie dresses ET up, even his reaction to that is so big. Yeah. And like just a little over the all top. All she did was point. put a wig on this alien. Chill out, man. Yeah. It's kind of funny. By the end, I was super impressed with them. I thought Drew Barrymore was super cute. Um, I know she didn't have like, well, none of them really, I feel like have a ton of lines or a ton to do. It feels pretty simple. I don't know. But they were, it, I, by the end, I was super impressed. They, it, it was really good. I well, loved it a lot. And when you made the, the comment about the, the kid acting, I, I said, that, like, but I kind of feel like Drew Barrymore did really, of all of them, was probably the best. Because yeah. like she actually had like, she had a couple scenes where she was really crying and like yeah. really sad and affected by what was happening with et or being like really happy and just being you know i don't know her even her delivery of her line seemed really good yeah which, she was great you know was really fun because uh, because of how young she was when this movie first came out i do want to make a quick aside because while we were watching i was going back and looking at henry thomas's 
IMDb, and he's actually in a lot more than I realized. Um, and things yeah, that I kind of thought I he had, fell off the map after ET. Yeah, and even things that I had seen. The one that really surprised me that I had no idea. Like he's in Legends of the Fall. He's even in Haunting of Bly Manor, the Netflix TV show, and Hunt and the Haunting on Hill House. The um, these Netflix shows that came out within the last couple of years, and Bly Manor came out this year. But the one that really surprised me that I was like, "Holy crap!" I had no idea is he was also in the made for TV movie of Moby Dick that starred like Patrick Stewart and w- another one that we watched one or two times, but he played Ishmael, like the main character of that. Oh. And so I was like, oh, okay. And how old is she was moment. he in that? Younger or older than E.T.? Oh, older. He would have been like a teenager, maybe early 20s, because that came out in 1998. Oh, okay. But uh, that was, man, now I kind of want to go back and watch that. Because <laughs> I remember it being really good. Patrick Stewart's Captain Ahab and all that stuff. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty good movie. I don't actually know anything about Moby Dick. All Sorry. you have to know is you just gotta call him Ishmael. You said Ishmael, like supposed to know who that was. <laughs> call me Ishmael. Back to ET then. The kid actors kind of grew on you. Uh it's it's very funny too. We were when we were watching it, you were making the comment that I don't I think we cut it out of the Halloween Town episode for time. But you did mention in that episode oh, how common parent? it is that these kid movies, yeah, would have single parents. Yeah. Think about so many of the Disney Channel original movies. It was really big with Olsen twin stuff, mm-hmm. movies and, and their TV shows, that there were all, there was always just one parent. Often. Oftentimes. Kids are being raised by a single parent in all of this. I just find that so interesting because if they were doing that as like a morsel of representation to show you something other than like the quote unquote nuclear typical family. Right. Why weren't they worried about the fact that like everything was white? It was all white kids. It was all like right. middle class. It was all straight kids. It, there was, that was the only, I don't, I don't know how to, what to call well, it. I think maybe because it it's was, like it an easy only, way to build like drama or tension for I kids. Guess, That's I like, they know. have to deal with that, which I didn't remember. I remember that there wasn't a dad, but I didn't remember like, you know, in these movies, it's usually, oh, dad's dead or something. <laughs> but like in this one, it was actually, they were separated yeah, and, and he, he was in Mexico. He like left her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was sad. Was it really funny when Gertie is just like, my dad's in Mexico. <laughs> and then <laughs> at one point she's like, where's Mexico? Yeah. So I guess it's just, yeah, an easy way to put in some drama and, and build something, just kind of have guess. like an emotional struggle for the kids. But yeah, it's, I just thought it that is was interesting when you mentioned that again and everything. So I was like, oh, yeah, that is especially that is Olsen twin stuff. They only ever had one parent mm-hmm. all the way back to Full House. Yeah, one parent. that's true. I really liked Elliot and E.T.'s relationship. It was just so sweet. Yeah. And I had forgotten to the extent Again, because this has been so many years since I've seen this movie, to the extent of like that mind connection and, and oh, synchronicity yeah, yeah. that they had. I remembered it in the scene with the dissecting the frogs in the classroom, which was a very fun scene. And I remembered oh, it like not what I him, getting, it. him getting drunk and or E.T. getting drunk at home and then that affecting Elliot and then all this stuff. But I forgot that later in the movie, it was that's what caused like. Elliot to get so sick was right. his connection to E.T. when E.T. was dying because he had been away from home for so long. Yeah. I just thought he got sick too because he was out late with E.T. <laughs> That's what Which, I remember. We have this um, <laughs> constant argument in our house about how you get a cold. Jarrett still thinks you can get a cold by going outside. When I it's swear cold, to God, like with wet when hair. I was growing up, that would happen all the time to it's me. It's not a thing. Mom, I need you to back me up on this if you're listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> How about doctors? Doctors, can you back us up? Is this a thing? Is it scientifically proven? But I pointed it out though because Elliot does get sick at one point, 
and because he was out late waiting or when he fakes being sick. Yeah. For his mom. And his mom was like, you stayed out too late. Well, last his mom's night an cold. idiot too. His mom knew what's up. No. She knows that's how you get sick. He was sick because E.T. was sick. <laughs> it's not a thing. But speaking of that scene, though, I always wanted to try that of sticking a thermometer under the lamp and seeing if I could pass off being sick. But of course, being homeschooled, you can oh, pass you know that what? off. I think you're also, I think you can put a penny in your mouth. Oh, really? I think. I didn't know that trick. I don't know. There's. <laughs> <laughs> Again, being homeschooled, that wouldn't have helped anything. I yeah, just, it wouldn't have know, helped me either. My mom was a nurse. I would have come in and just been like, no, you're fine. Or, yeah, oh, same. No, you can still do school. You do it at home anyway. <laughs> Here you go. I don't think I ever got to fake sick at all. When your mom is a nurse, she can tell if you're really sick. Yeah. But his mom just fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. She just like put put her hand up on him. Was just like, oh, yeah, I totally trust you. <laughs> and you looked her up. She's also in a lot of Halloween type stuff, right? Yeah, like Critters and uh, D. Wallace is the, is the actress for the mom. I don't believe I've seen her in anything else. I don't really think I have either. But yeah, she she had a couple more roles in like some Halloween horror-esque movies too. It's so interesting that movies this big, the the main actors are only known from this one thing. It's surprising that Drew Barrymore is the only one who went on to do. I mean, sure, Henry Thomas does stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure other people on I the do. Level but of Drew Barrymore. Yeah, it's just so interesting that more people don't have bigger careers after things this big. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, though, of careers, another little side tangent, but related. <laughs> when the movie very first started and it was going through the producers and all that stuff, again, since it had been so long since I'd seen the movie, like Kathleen Kennedy pops up as a as a producer mm-hmm. for this movie, which, you know, now she's in he- she's in charge of Lucasfilm and all this stuff. And then that prompted me to, like, look back at her credits and everything. And, yeah, I, like, had no idea she'd been such a huge name for yeah. so long. Well, she is- started a production company with Steven Spielberg and her husband. Right. Frank Marshall. And so it was, but it was just, like, it's so crazy to me that at least in the circles, at my circles and, like, in news <laughs> at large and all this other stuff, I just always, you just always hear Steven Spielberg. And, like, yeah. just now you're really hearing about Kathleen Kennedy, because it, at least, you know, in my ecosphere right you're just now hearing about kathleen kennedy because of her relation to star wars but it's just like come on she's done great stuff for her yeah, entire her career list is really big indiana jones stuff basically anything steven spielberg or frank marshall touched like she obviously she Wait, had a so do you know frank marshall because of the, i know the name due to his i don't know if i can list off his credits but i know he's related to steven spielberg kind of in the same well, way he married kathleen kennedy there we go and so the power couple right there but uh, but still, I was just kind of like, man, I, I had no idea her career was so uh, bright as well. Yeah. And she should be getting I mixed her up with the other one. Catherine Bigelow? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm glad you knew exactly who I was talking about oh, when yeah. I was confused. Because uh, we're connected. I do want to talk. We are E.T. and That's Elliot. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> are we as connected as E.T. and Elliot? Oh, by far. We really are, though. We always finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> That was a risky bet, and it paid off well. Uh, sometimes we even finish each other's Sentences. sandwiches. <laughs> I love setting it up for failure. You did that on purpose. Of course I did. Okay, I do have a few random little, I don't know, tidbits I wanted to talk about. Sure. E.T.'s ship at the beginning, when the, we go inside of his ship, it looked so cheap. Yeah. Which it I kind forgot of that like, shot that you even see the interior of the ship. It kind of looked like, uh, honey, I shrunk the kids world for some reason. Yeah. Little shop That's of horrors it, kind of thing. Like yeah. they're just overly plastic. Like every plant in there looked fake and plastic yeah. and like, but like not like a fake plant plastic. But yeah. Just like plastic. I mean, I know this is a, in, you know, in the eighties, not super high production value, whatever, but it just didn't look as 
nice as I was expecting. I don't know. Also, on that note, is E.T.? What is E.T.? Is he a robot? Is he a person inside of a costume? What is he? He is, I believe, both. There are parts, like when you would see full body shots, I believe he's he's like an animatronic puppet. Well, he would be because of like all his facial expressions and stuff like that, similar to Yoda. And so... Um, but like there Wait, is a puppeteer. So does that mean a robot or does that mean there's a person in the ET costume? They're like a combination because like so Yoda was controlled by like a person. Yes. But like he did, did have some like remote controlled animatronics for like his facial expressions and stuff like that. It's not like the Muppets where there's actually a person's hand up in them and hmm. stuff like that. So it's, it's this combination. I actually noticed and thought it was very interesting that at the beginning of the movie, I'm supposed I'm assuming to get around having to use so many shots of the full body of E.T.'s full body. If you noticed a lot of the time at the very beginning of the movie, probably the first half, a lot of his shots were like his arm reaching in from behind up from like through a doorway or up hmm. from below a desk. So you only saw like his arms and his hands. Maybe that's because he's hiding. Well, it, it was, it, it, I think, I believe it served a dual purpose that yes, it's to show that he's hiding. He's nervous and he's, you know, about his new surroundings, but also I'm sure that affected the budget as well to make it a little easier to get that stuff. He's so cute. Yeah. And like, oh, I mean, not the best looking alien. But oh, like he's I thought cute. he was so cute. <laughs> like at the beginning when he's running away and he's ah! making all those scared sounds. Yeah. Oh, That's I felt so bad that for is, him. You do feel really sad for E.T. Yeah. Because like he's so scared. He's just strapped on this world that he, he doesn't know much stuck. about. He got stuck. He's he got basically left home, home alone. Yeah, pretty much. The Incredible Poor Journey. Poor guy. Or Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, too. That's I also scared. thought it was funny that... Uh, What's the brother's name? Elliot's brother's name? Michael. He and his friends are all sitting around playing cards, smoking cigarettes. Where these kids get these cigarettes? Right. Which and again, their mom comes in, the, and the mom was just there. I thought at first that this was, from my memory, it was that they were having like they were playing like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, or having Dungeons and Dragons night. And oh, I thought they were playing cards. Maybe I not. They I don't know. It I doesn't matter either. But um, and yeah, I thought it was they're having. He had his friends over, and the mom wasn't there, and then that's when like all the stuff with ET happens and then they, they he, you know, the mom comes back later, mm-hmm. but no. And so then when they're sitting around sp- smoking cigarettes, playing <laughs> this game they, and, the, and everything, you know, I was like, She's okay, just there. She, but then she walks in and didn't have a problem at all, which I was like, okay, eighties, different this time, so I confusing. guess. But like, yeah, it was these are weird. definitely like 15 year olds or younger. And the combination of that weird booth in their dining room kitchen and the, the light fixture above it, it all felt like a nineties pizza hut. Yeah. Their, it their really own really did look like a restaurant seating area. <laughs> it was pretty funny, but also big. Like it, there looked like you could fit a lot of people around. Yeah. It, it was weird. Maybe her and the dad were going to have more kids, but then they broke up. And then he wanted to go to Mexico. <laughs> i was surprised at how chill elliot was well all of them really all the kids are like oh an alien yeah i feel like i would have been a little bit more shook how are you kids just acting so normal about this yeah like et freaked him out a little bit at the beginning but then he immediately is like i'm gonna you know put out the trail of reese's pieces Mm, you better believe we ate Reese's Pieces while watching still it. Still eating Reese's Pieces. We bought a bag just for an Instagram <laughs> post. <laughs> We're still snagging on that bag. They're so good. I mean, I still want just a full on Reese's, but yeah, like they'll do it in a pinch. What do you think makes Elliot think E.T. is a boy? How do we know uh, E.T.'s a boy? We don't, guys. We don't know. We don't know at all. So why is it so offensive that he's dressed up as a girl? We don't know. We don't know what gender E.T. is. Nope. That's if all. there's even genders in his race. That's all I have to say about in that. In his species of alien, <laughs> you know? 
My favorite cute scene was when the mom is looking for him in the closet. She's not looking for him. She comes looking in Elliot's closet for whatever reason. And E.T. is hiding among all the stuffed animals. Mm -hmm. He's just so cute. His little wrinkly face. I did remember that a lot, too, of that scene. Yeah, I've seen that They cut to that that a lot. He hid in the closet a lot and always hiding behind the stuffed animals. Like when he first freaks out. He blends in. When Elliot brings him into his room and he freaks out, he goes and hides in there. The mom goes to like look for stuff. And it's interesting then that E.T. also knows like he's supposed to not show himself to the yeah. mom at this point. <laughs> and then one thing I thought well, was pretty interesting too. They're yeah. communicating. Oh, that's true. See, man, see, I totally mis- misjudged the how much that played. He's into smart. This. He is smart. He communicated. I mean, through he's smarter Elliot, than them. Which I did think it was funny at first. And I even made the comment. I was like at the very beginning how I was like, it's interesting that he's obviously an alien came here on a ship from outer space. Obviously a one up on the good old US of A at the time in terms of space <laughs> travel. And Elliot and the and the his siblings are kind of treating him like he's not that smart. Right. But then like they when he builds the communicator and like shows him that he can like levitate stuff, then they're like, Oh, he's smart. <laughs> and this is like, well, Duh, yeah, of course think? he's smart. <laughs> okay. The one big thing I want to spend a couple minutes on sure. is how messed up that dissection scene is. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this, but did you guys dissect stuff for school? Yeah. And I'm assuming it was a normal thing where the animal was already dead and you had like a little map of what you're supposed to cut open and find. Mm -hmm. I did not know that people killed the animals in the room before dissecting them. Yeah. And I wonder if that's for the dramatic kid has a frog in a jar. Yeah. And the science teacher comes around with a cotton ball soaked in whatever chlorophyll chloroform chloroform chlorophyll. Chlorophyll's the plant oh, based thing. Sure. Chloroform's the <laughs> okay. knock you out. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't go to science class at all. The teacher comes around and puts a cotton ball in each jar and tells the kids to put a lid on, and the frog will soon go to sleep and won't feel anything. Like oh, if, it's not going to be in pain. Them. And then you're just going to cut it open? Oh, yeah, because you're not so putting it back together. That. Well, it's not like it's going to live. I know. That's what I mean. It's so it's, messed up. Yeah. It's like, all that is to say kids shouldn't have i don't think kids should have to dissect anything in school that is so messed up but they sure as hell shouldn't have to watch the animal die before they dissect it yeah i wonder if that was obviously not having gone to school in the 80s or growing up in the (laughs) 80s and and times before is that dear listeners was that actually how it was i don't know surely they're not allowed to do that anymore no not anymore i would think but I'm just curious, like if that's actually how it was or if it's or if that was just something set up for the drama, drama of the scene, because obviously like Elliot then like freaks out due to his you know connection with E.T. And is just like, no, we got to set them all free and winds right. up setting all this, the frogs free, which, which is I was so proud of funny because it creates this chaotic moment, especially when that one little girl's like standing with them and they're all like at her feet <laughs> and she's just holding two in her hands. But she has like this frozen stare. She looks like a little serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I don't think she looked traumatized. I thought she looked like at peace. They were like on her head and in her hands and she was just so still and calm. <laughs> I thought she looked like a little serial killer. <laughs> she was hoping to get to dissect those frogs. Well, I had to dissect an earthworm and then a crawfish and then a frog and they were all equally as bad. And I can't believe we make kids do that. Um, but also in that scene, the little, the blonde girl who I think we actually met her at the bus stop. And then she's the one who Elliot uh, like y- yanks her back in by the hand to mm-hmm. kiss her. When E.T.'s watching a John Wayne movie, which the, which one is it? It's uh, uh, it's when he's a boxer and he goes back to his home in Ireland. John Wayne played a boxer? It's the quiet man, I think. 
I'm well, anyway, I'm going to double check myself while you're going. That girl is Erica something or other. She was on later on as a grown up, obviously on Baywatch, and she played Ellie Mae Clampett in the Beverly Hillbillies movie. And she looks the exact same when she's that little. Really? She, yeah, she was very easy to spot. I mean, she looks exactly what she looks like now. I mean, we never watched the Beverly Hillbillies movie. We watched the show, so like I didn't have, obviously not right. the same person. But uh, so I didn't. Man, I wonder I if that, that movie's catch. funny. I don't know. Maybe we should try it out sometime. I haven't seen that since I was very, very small. But I'd be curious to try it. It was the Quiet Man. Good for you. I called that one, John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara. Never even heard of it. Uh, but I also liked, and was a couple little bits of trivia, obviously in this too, because this was you know 1982, so Star Wars had just come out not too long ago. So oh, there yes, were actually the Star Wars quite a tie. few Star Wars references in this. Michael, the bro- older brother, does a Yoda impression. At one point, Elliot shows E.T. his Lando Calrissian and Boba Fett back figure, <laughs> which I loved because I was like, hell yeah, Boba Fett, let's go. And then when they, uh, tr- they're trick-or-treating later, they walk up next to, or a Yoda, a kid dressed as Yoda walks up to him and then E.T. like tries to go like be like, oh, hey, alien buddy, and like try to be friends with him, which at the time was made for a funny moment. But then for a little Easter egg for everybody. <laughs> I wonder if this is one of those that like everybody in the whole world knows. It's it, uh, at this point, it might be pretty well known. But in episode one, the Phantom Menace, during the scene in the Senate when the vote of no confidence is being cast against Chancellor Valorum, and it's showing all the the different alien species that are in the Senate cheering and saying, "Vote now! Vote now! Vote now!" You see, ET's people in that scene, like a big group of ETs. They're they're like hit their Senate committee that mm-hmm. or delegation right is also cheering for it so it ties the two movies together in that way and then also makes a little bit more sense than star wars happened in a galaxy a lot far far away long time ago in a galaxy far far away that et is actually like yoda what's up man i know uh, yeah they know <laughs> each know? other so it's kind of fun now having that uh retroactive look back at that scene was pretty fun but yeah, and so. I assume when Phantom Menace came out, people were like, "Holy shit, it's ET!" Well, it's very quick, and they're small. It, it, like, yeah, it, it's but, a very but quick you scene. Star Wars people, you notice things. Well, I mean, when Phantom Menace came out, I didn't notice that because you know. Well, just, now the internet exists, so exactly. everyone so knows. Everybody knows, but like, still, once I once I did make the connection and see it for the first time, I was like, "Oh wow, that's so cool!" So it was pretty. That fun. is cool. I love little ties like that. I know, right? And it's a fun one that like didn't necessarily need to be made, but did. But also, since E.T. happens on Earth, that means Star Wars actually is real. And, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you believe it? I did assume that they weren't going to kill E.T. Because, how, like, why would you kill E.T. in this movie? But, you know, it was touch and go there for a minute. I was afraid he was going to die. I would have been heartbroken if he had died. Well, and when Michael finds him I mean, I in, guess the, he did die. in the creek... And yeah, he, he like, looks dead. He, I remember that from when I was a kid. That he looks gnarly. Like <laughs> he, it, it looks like real. I was like, I remember that kind of being like mildly scarring. Just oh. being like, he looks so sick. And well, then and he, then like, when they so get him, yeah, like, he's he's like white. Yeah, the color white. Yeah, it's. I, I remember that especially not liking that really as a kid because of yeah, how sickly they made him look. Like it was it was kind of rough on young Jerry. As a kid, was there a little chase scene where they're all on their bikes running from the cops? Was that like... Oh, really, it was so cool. Really I wanted cool to go find one of those terraced hills, like what they rode down at that one point. <laughs> I wanted to go find one of those on my bike, too, because that was so cool. How you get to like go really fast, then go straight. You get a little jump, then go down, go straight. It down. was so dramatic. I loved it. They made it so intense. And I want to say, 
I haven't done research on this, so correct me if I'm wrong. But I want to say that like when they when Michael when they're escaping in the van with ET after ET is revived and everything because uh-huh. he his people are getting close to him, he can tell that they're that they're coming. And uh, Elliot and Michael escape with ET to go try to get him back to the landing zone. Michael tells all of his buddies who we met earlier in the D and D group mm-hmm. that you know like hey take the bikes. Go meet right. us here. And that all sh- it shows this quick scene of them all like prepping and getting ready, like putting on sunglasses <laughs> and all this other stuff. Which for some reason lo- made me laugh so hard I couldn't even figure out why. And I want to say, again, correct me if I'm wrong if anybody knows this, uh, that that was mirrored in the first season of Stranger Things. And two, Dustin in Stranger Things looks like one of the friends, the one with the big hat and the uh, headphones. And the headphones. Yeah. Like his costume in Stranger Things pretty closely mirrors that that character as well. So it's fun to see, but I mean, that's what stranger things is all about. That's like what I was going to say. Isn't it? A, yeah. yeah. So, so that makes sense. I'm makes sure. Sense. But again, having seen stranger things more recently and then going back and seeing this, I was like, Oh, cool, cool. That's funny. cool. I'm seeing all the like, and then plus that they're even playing Dungeons and dragons. That's a very big thing in stranger things as well. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it's like one of the key components of it. Oh, Oh so, really? Yeah. I had no idea. And so it's so it's pretty cool to be like, oh, okay, I'm seeing these references again and getting them now because yeah, of, that's fun. of it being more fresh. I think this is one that really does hold up really well. And like, because I think it is the, the relationship between E.T., the sweetness of it, the emotion of the whole thing. Oh, and, and their just goodbye like, at the end was so oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I also, though, I know throughout the course of the show, several comments have been made about how much I love soundtracks. And, you know, Sam always kind of like, I like the some of the soundtrack if it's got words <laughs> you know. and it's music I know and so we like joke back back and forth about that how I love it so much she doesn't quite get how I love them so much and all this other stuff but it made me so happy though because we're watching this movie there's the parts especially at the end with like the grand finale it's all building up and you're just like man this is some really heavy John Williams music right here <laughs> oh my god I died it was wonderful <laughs> I mean, I saw his name at the beginning. It's not like I picked out that it was him. You made the connection, but it did sound like like John Williams because we just had Raiders of the Lost Ark and all this other stuff. Like, and we've talked about it there. Like, you've heard his music recently, and the connection was made. Well, I mean, he did Home Alone, so that's what I think of. That's what I know that he did the most. So, but still, though, though, it just it just filled filled me up. I feel like the song he ended the movie on was not a fitting song. It didn't feel very bombastic and just like it was too much yeah i kind of agree it It was was like like loud right up until the screen goes dark and yeah it's like loud trumpets and everything just i didn't like it making this like big like epic moment and it's just kind of like i would have preferred a little something more subtle a little more like yeah it was definitely too much yeah i agree with you on that point i did really love it though we Mm -hmm. can for sure keep watching it good because i mean it's one of those classics Got to come back to the old E.T. Yeah, but isn't Indiana Jones a classic, too? That movie's yeah, terrible. Yeah, but you didn't like that one. But, you know, <laughs> but, but for, for reasons, though, like this is they're completely different movies. And well, I know, but this is also a movie made for kids. So I didn't really think it would be, you know, it was very clean. Mm-hmm. And there were no raunchy dick or boob jokes well, in except it. except when Elliot calls his older brother, that's not what it was like, penis breath. <laughs> <laughs> And then I love that the mom like laughs and is like, no, but really you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was surprised at how much it made me giggle, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess cause it's a cute, I wasn't giggling cause it was funny. It's giggling cause it it's a very cute movie. Heartstrings. Oh, it definitely does. And I think that's what sells it and cements it. 
Uh, but some couple. Oh, so the fast fact that was a fast fact about the in Star in Star Wars: Phantom Menace, the tie back to ET there that right. I mentioned in the beginning. It got a Rotten Tomato score of ninety eight percent. That which, is not surprising. That's so high. It is high, and the, but no, not surprising. Like there's not like I said, like a couple moments. It kind of felt a little slow, but like overall, though, oh, it, it didn't really feel that slow to me. Maybe because I, it is one that I had like seen. Yeah, I don't know why. It just uh, like a little bit at the beginning. I was we also like, weren't in a great movie mood when we watched it. So yeah, that, might that have is been the why. one thing I will say about doing a podcast where you got to watch movies. Sometimes <laughs> you're just not in the mood to watch a movie, but you have to watch the movie. So that might that I agree that might have been. If part we could of it. do a podcast on eight episodes of Chef Show, we'd be good. Oh man, we should. We should like try to make the things they show on Chef Show. That would be fun. That would be fun. No one steal our idea, please. Doesn't fit into the theme of this podcast. <laughs> but uh, are we doing a who's hotter? No. <laughs> Again, like like Halloween Town doesn't quite feel appropriate pick to do another, a who's hotter. Couldn't in this you one. pick another alien? We could pick which alien was hotter. <laughs> um, no, I'm just no, kidding. No, I don't know. I don't know what it would be. I don't feel like it's a, it's a good week for who's hotter. Sorry. No. One of the things we talked about in the pre-show too, in our pre-thoughts too, what did you recognize a lot of like the moments like oh, yeah. of like that you had seen or heard before. Like oh, yeah. obviously like E.T. phone home. I knew exactly what Gertie's outfit looked like because I always thought she was so cute with her like curly pigtails and and looks like yarn in her hair. Yeah, and a cap. Yeah, I've seen Yoda. Um, Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Who's hotter, E.T. or Yoda? There it is. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> um, I've seen, I almost did it again, E.T. in the stuffed animals. Yeah. Um... I've seen him in the bike. Obviously, I've seen them fly through the air on the bike. I've seen the flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely recognized Lots, a lot of it. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. all of all of the lines. Yes, it's a very uh, well-known movie in pop that culture circles it too. For you know, for why? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's still a great movie, but I like mean, maybe I didn't that really having know that familiarity the, with it. But I didn't really helped. know the storyline. Yeah, which was nice, I guess. Always good to have a nice little surprise. Yeah. So fun to see where those, I, I like that too. If it is a movie, an older movie that I haven't made it around to yet and I do see, but I know like a whole lot of the things from it. Right. It's still really fun to me to see where those come from and where those play. Where they in. fit in. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And hear those one-liners delivered and yep. the context they're in and everything. You'll be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm is. sure that's what you experienced with the Top Gun probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So that's it. Sam has been caught up on the culture. That is E.T. the Extraterrestrial. What are your thoughts of this classic family film? Do you love it as well? Or does it make you say ouch when you <laughs> watch it? Let us know. Send us a comment or let us know by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Catch Up Culture. And don't forget to leave us a review and we'll send you some fun mail. Thanks for listening and come back next week for another Culture Catch Up Cinematic Adventure. <laughs>